I want to hear all the gossip. So I want you to check your DMs. <laughs> I uh, I saw your message and I figured I'd just talk to you. Like no, after. we can't talk about it in front of Johnny. <laughs> he can he can leave. You can talk about it. Oh, you might derail it. I'm thinking I'm done with trade. I'm like going all in on this deadline thing. <laughs> if I I might if I could pull off like the craziest trades this week, I would be so happy. I might not have any picks next season. <laughs> Yeah, because she she told me to like tell you to check her DMs, and then she asked me for someone else's phone number. I was like, "What's happening behind the scenes that I don't know about?" Anyway, we should talk about this in the in the podcast, but no, this is one hundred percent not going into the podcast. <laughs> we're, we're technically in it. Any any of this is up for grabs to to be edited in. Welcome everyone to another episode of No One Cares About Your Fantasy Trade Deadline. Yeah, your fantasy trade deadline. <laughs> what are, what's all this crazy stuff that you're doing? The worst part is that I know that you're not done. Uh, at the time that we're recording this, there's some trades obviously happening. Uh, I feel like by the time you guys you guys are listening to the podcast, there might be some more trades that have come down the wire. Who knows? Before we get into all that, I am your commissioner, Johnny, joined as always by your favorite co-host, Crispy. All right, talking week ten, getting ready for week eleven. Trying to dissect how many ever trades we have already. Good times. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm in the works of another. <laughs> yeah, you're you're slightly preoccupied there. I see you on your phone, uh, talking to some other people. It's okay. Have you ever seen the uh, the movie Draft Day? No. I think it's Kevin Costner. I can't remember the star, but um, it's... it sounds like a movie I would associate Kevin Costner to, though. It's a movie about like the draft day and like making last minute moves, and it feels like that. Obviously, this is the trade deadline versus draft day, but um, it's a it's an underrated movie. I kind of like it. I think I've heard of it, but definitely haven't watched it. Every year when the draft's coming up, I'm gonna tell myself I'm gonna watch it again. I'm watching it, and I never really do, but <laughs> it's a good one. Oh, confirmed, Kevin Costner for sure. That makes sense. Like I said, sounded like a Costner movie. So we did have an alternate uh, title for the episode today. We're going to talk about some technical difficulties. Yeah, I'm gone for one week. <laughs> you you left me alone with the ship. I mean, you were there half the time-ish. Um, was clearly overwhelmed by trying to edit all that podcast. And then I was going on a trip. I'll talk about it a little, little bit later. And yeah, I had a little little snafu with the uh, the finalization of last week's episode. Well, hopefully you've learned your lessons because I think you're in charge of this week's episode as well. <laughs> no promises. We'll see. We'll see. How, we'll see how that goes. Well, you got it done. I'm very proud. <laughs> and it, it's been fixed since. So if you guys want to hear the uh, the edited version, I feel like George Lucas over here making some changes after the fact. But um, the current one is now fixed. I did nothing. I know Chris was very concerned. So Chris, you better you better go back and re-listen. Chris was concerned. I got a text from Lou about it right away, and I was like, "Oh man, I've I've clearly dropped the ball." But it was it was far too late at that point in time. <laughs> you do what you gotta do. You got it done. It was there. Knock on wood, doesn't happen this <laughs> week. Well, let's get into the pod here. Um, as always, we start off with our significant injuries slash issues. And my voice still sounds like me. What does that mean? Because when we went. <laughs> Oh, I see what you did there. No lozenge this time? No lozenge. Although, I may, like, realistically, in real life, need something, because I think I'm coming down with a cold. (laughs) If I sound like Lou, (laughs) that is why. If this is really all we have on our list, 
for this week it's it's not that bad and it might just be like we're we're really just focusing on like the heavy hitters because there was some heavy hitters this week for sure kicking off with wide receiver for the la rams the only player that they have on the field it seems most of the time cooper cup as out for the season uh i don't think he's, it's confirmed that he's out for the season he's having surgery he has had surgery he's on ir it's a four week obviously on the ir thing um it might end up being season ending but more so because the ram season is ending it's possible he can actually make a return i don't think it's worth it i mean because the rams are pretty much out of it he should just rest up and call it a season he's the best player on that team i don't think there's any concern about him i'm pretty sure he has a really nice contract right now so he should just call it season ending and be done <laughs> take that go on vacation coop you deserve it i mean that's my point right so that they're three wins in four weeks without cooper cup they might not get any more wins who knows i mean again the, the best player on the field obviously that might be ending his season there because which is tough which he's he's a gamer right i mean that's why he's he wants to be in there. I'm sure he wants to make a good recovery and stuff. But at, at this point, you know, j I totally agree. Let's wave the white flag and um, let's rest up Cooper Cup so he uh, comes back stronger than ever, which he's done in the past already. That was such a bummer seeing him get hurt. And obviously, we all knew that Matthew Stafford was going to be out. You guys talked about it last week with his concussion or not concussion. It was very confusing. Man, was John Wolford not a good decision. I'm sure it's been seen in the past, but like seeing a player get injured because the quarterback is just that awful was the most infuriating thing. Yeah, definitely tough to see. Um, I mean, we did go on a rant, you know, a few weeks back when they were losing that game. I think it was, was it the Cardinals? I can't remember. And they were out of it. They kept Cup in and he almost got injured then, yeah. right? And so injuries happen all the time in football, right? It's even worse when, you know, the players shouldn't be in. This time, I mean, they were in the game still. So, but I mean, just goes to show, you know, how dangerous football is. I like don't want to back too hard on Wolford, but ugh, before that, after that, like his throws, where he was throwing, it was just he was leaving all of his receivers so defenseless. I'm surprised more of them didn't get hurt. Well, Lou wanted QB3 in there. Uh, clearly, that didn't happen. I'm not trying to uh, question Sean McVay. I think Sean McVay is a genius, but uh, maybe we might need Lou in there as an assistant quarterback coach because... Uh, <laughs> Wolford was not the right call. No, and, you know, people are starting to talk about this, about, you know, what do you do when a quarterback gets a concussion? I mean, they're the most likely to get a concussion because of the way they're getting hit. Quarterback is getting sacked often. It is possible that there is going to be a concussion, um, and they're going to go into the concussion protocol and not be able to play. And then you're, you have a backup, and if that backup's not working, like, what do you do? Like, you need a, a backup to your backup now. And also, like, what if your backup quarterback gets a concussion? Like, it really does seem that, like, teams need to really heavily consider having a third quarterback ready to go. They have to have a third person listed, and it's typically not a quarterback, to your point, right? So for a long time on the Patriots, like, Edelman was the third quarterback. And I always just wanted to see the situation where Edelman has to play quarterback and unfortunately never got that call. Uh, especially this season. I mean, it happened tonight, too, and it, it happened, you know, just 
like two weeks ago with CMC, <laughs> we're seeing other players act as quarterback when they normally don't. So we'll get to that one later. <laughs> Too soon on that one. Staying on wide receivers, we had Juju Smith-Schuster on Adrian's team there. Concussion. Pretty bad one, right? Oh, my gosh. Another one. This was, like, almost on par with what happened to Tua. Fortunately, they did not focus on it with the cameras as often and repeat it as often as they did with Tua, at least from what I saw. But that was bad. That was a really hard hit. I haven't seen an update on Juju, but hoping he's okay i think i've only heard i've heard things are okay but it's just i don't know like what do we do about these like really big hits that are really affecting these players and like major ones i mean they happen and it's hard and again football is a dangerous sport and maybe we take for granted what these players are putting into the game but there's got to be something to do to protect them a little bit more with while still keeping the integrity of the game and Hoping he's doing okay. Hoping he can get back on the field. Adrian, that is your player. And just the start of Adrian's uh, injury woes coming into this week. Uh, Khalil Herbert on his team as well. Yeah, what? <laughs> I don't think I saw this injury. Did you? I didn't. I, I don't remember if this one was kind of like a, a low-key one that kind of happened. And maybe there was something else going on in the field and they really didn't pay attention to the injury side of it. Yeah. But yeah, he um, he's going to IR. So another minimum four weeks out for Herbert. It's just weird. Yeah, it really just, it seemed like it was something that didn't get any attention during the week. And all of a sudden, we were just getting notifications that he was going on IR. And I was like, wait, he's hurt? When did this happen? Why do I feel like nobody made a big deal about this? Uh, luckily, Adrian uh, is handcuffing Herbert with David Montgomery. He does have uh, the replacement there ready to go. And in case you're curious to know who the running back behind David Montgomery is, it's Tristan Ebner. Never heard of him. <laughs> Well, maybe none of us have because he is a free agent, last I checked. So if you all want to pick him up, feeling good about Tristan Ebner, go for it. Ebner. Uh, Also on this list, Leonard Fournette has a hip injury. Obviously, the Bucks are on by, and they're saying that Leonard will be okay after the bye. Yeah, it seems more like uh, Rashad White is going to be getting the start. So Fred, I don't know. It it seems that Rashad is taking over in the backfield there. Yeah, he has been taken over. So, um, you know, throwing an injury here for Fournette. Recipes in the works that it might be Rashad White season. I mean, I'd be happy with Leonard Fournette throwing the ball and watching Tom Brady slip over and over. It's actually not a bad time. <laughs> Here's the problem, though. Leonard Fournette can't throw the ball. That's how he got injured. Mm. Well, that's what you get for trying to do sneaky plays and then sucking at him. <laughs> It's like when they tried the Philly special and it did and <laughs> messed up that it's like, too. It's it's like that was like the sauerkraut special right there. <laughs> Name that, coin that. Well, we do have a couple of more injuries to get through. Uh, Zach Ertz knee injury, I believe he's out for the season. And it's on your team, Johnny. Also, good luck, Arizona. I'm so bummed out about this. He was one of my keepers. Like, I barely decided to keep him. And he's like, oh, you know what? Let me start him as my tight end. Do you know he's tight end three on the season? Is he really? He is tight end three. Oh, that sucks. He is quietly the third best tight end. And so 
I have, I, I mean, for better or worse, I do have tight end depth, but I had the tight end three as a keeper. I think, you know, probably going to keep him next year. I think I have pretty good value on him, but yeah, you know, always sucks to have these types of studs out for the year. I wasn't watching that game, but I did get the notification when it said that he was carded. That was sad. <laughs> I was like, great. <laughs> Someone else for Kyler not to throw to. He got two points this weekend and still maintained tight end three. That's wild. It's rough in tight end land. He was my diamond in the rough. Aw. Sad times. <laughs> um, another tight end, Dallas Goddard. Oh, no. Bad weekend for tight end studs. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Don't laugh at injuries. I'm not laughing at him necessarily. They did lose to the Commanders. <laughs> if I hadn't already picked my favorite game this week for later, I would have picked this. <laughs> I am. I feel bad. Dallas Goddard hurt his shoulder. Do you feel bad? <laughs> I feel bad for him. I'd feel worse if he was on a different team. But he got put on IR. He's going to miss at least four weeks. I'm sure... The Eagles will still make it to the playoffs and he'll be back for some part of the playoffs. So, so we'll see. It sucks. I'm not mad about it for the Eagles. Dallas Goddard, tight end four. So this week we lost uh, Zach Ertz, tight end three. Dallas Goddard, tight end four. <laughs> the Titans are having a rough go this season. And you know what's crazy? I just checked this actually. Um, Castro dropped him. So he's on waivers right now. What? I was about to pick him up, but he would be a seventh round keeper. I think that's, that's a little too high for me. But if anyone listening prior to um, waiver, these waivers clearing, you want to pick up Dallas Goddard, keep him in the seventh next year, it wouldn't be a terrible stash. No, I mean, I don't know if I, I'm not sure I, I can afford I literally almost put that. this waiver claim in. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and talk about our favorite games of this past week. For me, uh, actually, let me start off by telling you about my sponsor. Yeah, what is this? <laughs> Our next unofficial official sponsor. Do you know what SBD is? I'm sure no. it could be an acronym for a million different things. But um, did you know that <laughs> San Bernardino has an airport? Oh, they do? They do. So the, the code for the San Bernardino airport is SBD. Apparently, also, it is an international airport. Who the heck is flying internationally out of San Bernardino? <laughs> Which is funny because I couldn't actually find an international flight out of there, but it says <laughs> international airport there. So, um, and this is also brought to you in part by Breeze Airways. Have you ever heard of Breeze Airways? <laughs> no. <laughs> it is a real airline. And so the reason I bring all this up is because this past weekend, uh, I went to the 49er Charger game. I flew out to San Francisco. I uh, found a really cheap flight on Breeze Airways. It was about 120 bucks round trip. Easy peasy. Nice. We we get to this airport. None of us, it was a group of four of us going, and none of us had ever heard of it. And so we're kind of like laughing about it, talking about it, right? We get to the airport. It's the smallest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> parking there was awesome because there was no cars in this parking lot. You park there for like $5 a day, so it was cheaper than taking an uh, Uber out there. We get to TSA, and I kid you not, we are the only four people there. <laughs> so we like walk through TSA, absolutely no wait. We get into Terminal 1, which is the only terminal in San Bernardino Airport, and there are three gates there. Out of the three gates, we are the only flight out. Sounds about right. <laughs> it was amazing. I'm going to try to fly out of SBD whenever I can because it was so awesome. Well, I mean, I guess I'm going to have to start looking in SBD now. 
they do have flights to Vegas, actually. So maybe oh. for this shindig that we're talking about, we can all fly out of San Bernardino and like it'll be amazing. Like my next Vegas trip, I kid you not, is going to be out of San Bernardino. That's how much I love this airport. Well, Lou said he was going to host us, so I hope he's ready. It seems like we found our means of getting there. Shoot. <laughs> yeah, and it was cool. I mean, uh, we I flew out uh, Saturday morning. That's kind of why I kind of rushed the pod and stuff like that. Um, but the, the, the airport is full of Niner fans, full of Charger fans. Everyone's just going to the game. And it's, just, again, cheap flight to get out there. It was super cool. R- really great, really easy experience. Well, that's cool. It sounds like it would be a really fun time then to fly out of SBD. <laughs> yeah, I want to go to Niner game. You want to go to uh, Vegas. SBD is the way to go. Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> so um i wanted to pick that uh niner charger game i guess that'll be my honor honorable mention i had a great time um obviously neither of those teams are necessarily my teams but i went with some co-workers that are niner fans uh really cool environment there at the levi stadium it was fun fun to be with with all those people ended up being a closer game than i thought it was going to be because herbert had no one to throw to um yeah. and could have done a, a game-winning drive there at the end but unfortunately did throw an interception um, but I needed to pick a different game and you're probably not happy with my choice, but I had to do it. I had to Seahawks mm-hmm. at Bucks for several reasons, right? The Seahawks traveled from Seattle to Germany. That is the furthest length any team I think has ever flown to play a football game, which is impressive. For that reason, I had a feeling the Seahawks might not be on the top of their game and Tom Brady did get a win. Uh, Tom Brady becomes the first court NFL quarterback to ever win a game in four different countries. He is now QB Worldwide official. Cool. I came up with that too. <laughs> Trademark? Trademark that. But the, the true reason why I'm picking this game is because of Gunther. We have not talked about this guy in a while. It's been Gunther a while. got football at home. No wonder he loves us. <laughs> and I was curious um, for the maybe we have some new listeners have not heard of Gunther yet. Um, we 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 get our little stats from when we upload the pods and stuff like that. And we can see where people listen. Uh, early on, we had a listener in Germany, and so we just you know arbitrarily named him Gunther. I decided to go back and check, and yeah. we still have three percent of our listeners in Germany. So Gunther's still there. It hasn't gone down. I, I shared with you. I don't think I shared with on the pod, but we had a really quick moment where we had a listener in Mexico that has fallen down to less than 1%. So that percentage has gone down. The Germany percentage has stayed consistent at 3%. Okay. Yeah. Then somebody is definitely listening at least week to week in Germany. Gunther is out there. Gunther is real. Gunther is real. Gunther, follow us on Twitter. We want we want to invite you over to the pod. Well, we'll it still invite exists. you over to the states, please. So follow us on Twitter so we can uh, get a hold of you. But I hope you enjoyed the game in your hometown, Gunther. So that is why it is my pick of the week. Well, home country. We don't know where Gunther lives. The the country that you listen to our pod in. <laughs> well, that's cool. Uh, my favorite pick is unfortunately not as uh, personal as that to our listeners. (laughs) But I chose Vikings at Bills, uh, mostly because it was just such a cluster of fun. And by cluster of fun, it was a big old mess. Tell us about it. (laughs) I mean, 
I think we everyone assumed that the Bills were going to win that. Um, sure I did. had to play Kirk Cousins this week because Kyler Murray uh, was out. So I wasn't really expecting much. I just wanted him to at least hit his uh, projected score. <laughs> it's not too much to ask. <laughs> it's all I wanted. It wasn't even that high. It was like 16 something. I mean, yeah, I mean, it turned into a game and then it turned into a game that you wanted it to end. I mean, I know you, you like to talk defense, like, and, you know, everyone's making it work. Like, this was this was not that. <laughs> this was the, like, last like, two minutes of the game was just such a, like, cluster of goofs on both sides of the team that just didn't make any sense. And then when you thought it was going to be over because somebody messed up, then the other team messed up. And it was just, like, this back and forth of, like, who was going to mess up more to just not win the game to lose the game <laughs> that is essentially what happened unfortunately josh allen is a big baby like i i get it it's frustrating and you know you guys are falling apart at the end of that game like you really have no one to blame for yourself but i mean that like should have gotten an unsportsman like like don't throw your your helmet onto the field like we know you're upset like get over it just get ready like accept it like it was a bad game both sides were playing terribly. Unfortunately, someone had to win. And also, unfortunately, them winning never benefited me. Yeah, no, it, it was it was fun to watch, but it was also a headache. <laughs> I've never seen two play, two teams just absolutely <laughs> just fall to one another. It was so bad. Everything that was just happening at the goal line was so bad, but so funny. It was so funny. This was so it was a lot of fun. It was a cluster, but it was fun. Well, it was crazy about that game, too. I mean, we, we touched on officiating, right? How we all want that to be consistent and stuff. Uh, there was that one play where, it was, I think it was towards the end of the fourth quarter, Josh Allen throws the ball to Gabe Davis, and Gabe Davis steps uh, out of bounds, and they didn't call it out of bounds. Uh-huh. And so they got a first down, got a field goal, et cetera. And so that, that, that gets the game in overtime, right? The NFL actually, after the game, said we, that was the wrong call. The NFL never does that. That was crazy. But thinking thinking about like fantasy implications, like technically everything that happened after that Gabe Davis quote unquote first down should not have happened. So mm-hmm. over time, none of those fantasy points should actually have existed. Um, all the, the scoring at the end, none of that should have happened. And that stuff happens because of bad officiating. It's hard. I mean, you get it like they're on the field and and they're seeing everything live. But I mean, isn't that what New York is for to be catching this stuff? Like, exactly. if we can see it in the audience, like, why can't New York see it? So I don't, I don't know. Maybe there needs to be someone in LA needs to watch too. I, I don't know, <laughs> but it, it needs to be more consistent. There needs to be people realizing, especially when something isn't called, like a big hit or a certain penalty, and, and you're just like, why? Like that, it doesn't make any sense. Like it, so, and, and I think that's why some people get really frustrated with the refs where it feels like they're targeting a team because it seems like everything ends up being like really lopsided. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like there needs to be almost like somebody else also watching that we go to or that the refs go to, or that can like the same. I mean, the way we have this concussion protocol now where it's like, if somebody sees something, they're going to stop the game and pull someone out. If someone's watching, that's not on the field and they say, Hey, this like looked like something I, you guys need to go back and rewatch this. I know it slows down the game and it can kill momentum, but it can like a missed call like that can change the game. And we've seen that. We've seen it in the past, too. Right. Um, and 
teams end up going to the Super Bowl. I mean, that Rams, the game between the Rams and the Saints, the hit that wasn't called, I, if I'm remembering correctly, like really the Rams probably wouldn't have gone to the Super Bowl had someone caught that. Um, and so like you said in this game too, like everything that happened after that Gabe Davis um, stepping out or not being called changes the game. And that's a part of the game is the human error of having, you know, officials on the field but they're supposed to be there to be catching this stuff it's very frustrating i think for for people on both sides when when a team's going to be able to progress in the season and go into the playoffs off of a certain call that was undeserved it almost makes it less fair but i know it's not a perfect system and it's never going to be a perfect system but it would be nice to have these sort of things avoided that's for sure I don't want to talk about this next segment. This, I, I don't I don't want to talk about this. The buys? I don't want to talk about buys. <laughs> like what? It's not that bad. Is it? You know, it 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 has happened to be very bad for me. I mean, I'm missing some big players, but I'm hoping I'll be okay. I'm crossing my fingers. So for whatever reason, I think across all of my leagues, I have a lot of Jags. I have a lot of Dolphins. I have some Seahawks, and I have Every all buck. the wide receivers at the Bucks. <laughs> I have so many players on buys across every single league this week, and I'm going to lose many games because of it. <laughs> well, at least you're already on a survivor. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, Jags are out. Uh, I have a lot of um, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Dolphins. I have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle in the league. Um, Seahawks, I picked up Kenneth Walker in a few leagues, and he's been amazing. And then, yeah, the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't have Tyreek Hill or TK Metcalf in hours, so I'm definitely worried about that one. It's not too bad. At least it's only four teams, although <laughs> it's bad for you. <laughs> it's like my whole team. If you look, it, let me glance really quick at my final Dynasty roster. Lawrence, Chris Godwin, Zay Jones, Julio Jones, all out. I got, that's four players on by right there. Getting real thin. Yeah, I only have, I think I only have the two. It's just Tyreek and and DK for me this week. Johnny, is someone at the door? I think so. Do we have another guest? It's that time. Oh my goodness. We love a guest. Our next guest, he's a little elusive. We heard that he's not checking his phone very often, but he promises to change his ways. Everyone give a nice warm welcome to Fred. The Zoom says your name is Ferd. I'm going to call you Ferd. Hello. I guess we'll call you Ferd for the rest of the pod. Yeah. The rest of the season. Typo and I just kept with it. Oh. That's very on. It. It's on brand for you for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's how my nickname came about. Good old typo. Nice. Oh, really? Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Fred, how you doing? Welcome to the pod. I'm good. Thank you. It's good to be here. Been listening in and hearing, you know, people telling me to check my DMs through the podcast. So it's, <laughs> you know, done something right. So you guys are doing good work out there. Nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I know you're super you. busy. You're traveling all the time. And I was when I hit you up to like be a guest, I was like, I don't even know if you know this podcast is happening, but uh, we <laughs> it's your turn to be a guest. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm listening and stuff. It's been cool. I was like, oh, nice. Good to know. Hey man, you guys are doing a great job. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm a podcast to... listener, so excellent. Always well, nice down- to have a fan. You can fan just download here. it while you're traveling. We're a perfect yeah. companion. 
Yeah, I guess you're probably not complaining about the length of the podcast like some other league mates, but that's okay. Yeah. Have we I reached? Just... Have we received actual complaints? Uh, I think we edited it out. Well, no. Uh, I mean, it was Adrian who was saying. Oh, that that's right. Was, that's right. I too forgot. Long. He said we were too long. He needs the Cliff Notes version. Yeah. Uh, but let's go ahead and jump in here to the interview. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the pod slash the world, your name, as well as your team name. Uh, my name is Fred Hahn. Um, my team is Team Oxenfree. It started off as like Team Honster, Team Team. And this year, I just, I don't know, I was thinking of names and couldn't think of anything. So I just picked Oxenfree, just popped in my head. Has mean, no meaning at all. So. Oh, nice. And it happened kind of recently, didn't it? Or have you had it for... Yeah, this now? season. This season is the first time I used Oxenfree. I just... I was team team for a while, and it was just so boring. <laughs> so <laughs> I just... Uh, I figured I'd change it. Isn't, like, Oxenfree part of a statement of, like, some childhood game we probably played? Yeah. Like, street yeah, games. Like Oxenfree. Or something. Yeah. Exactly. I guess it's part of uh, Hide and Seek? Yeah, something like that. There we go. So it's not entirely meaningless. Yeah, but there's no significant like sentimental, you know, meaning behind it. It was just like, what can I think of? And then literally in my head, I just yelled all the oxen free. And I was like, okay, I guess that's what it is. It's the first You're thing I popped in. Asking for all these players just to come out and play and get you points. <laughs> yeah, help me out. <laughs> Ooh, I kind of like that. That's a, that's a good way to kind of spin the name. All y'all all all oxen free into his players. It ref- yeah. It's reflective of the season because it's yeah. I need help. <laughs> they're they're still playing hide and seek with you. <laughs> we'll be talking plenty about your season and uh, yeah, different different things that could have happened. But um... we don't need to talk about this season. That's <laughs> I, I'm excited to talk about last season actually a little bit with you, but we'll we'll get to that. All right. Well, one of the most important questions of this segment: How do you know Johnny? So Johnny and I rolled rolled deep or rolled depth i don't know what the past <laughs> tense of that is but it's uh we did pulse together i was i went to high school oh. with his best man jesse um so we have a few connections um another connection of both our high schools with the spartans so go spartans that's but right. yeah that's how i know Jesse hey. and pulse shs spartans let's do it you're also shs yeah South high school oh weird I distinctly remember like the first time I mean I didn't meet Jesse but I be- we became aware of like each other's schools. It was during um indoor and I w- I'd already graduated by then and I went to like help out or whatever and then we're sitting in the bleachers and then in front of us there's like this band and you guys had like black jackets with a green Spartan on your jacket and it said SHS and we're like what is that? That's us but it's not us. And we were like, that's so weird. And I'm confident that Jesse was there that day. You might have been there that day, too. Were you guys and green, too? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were green SHS Spartans. It was like the weirdest thing. So it, was like, it felt like an alternate universe kind of thing. It's weird because Spartans are usually red. So I don't know why two schools would choose green. Oh, yeah. That is weird. Wait, what's the Michigan Spartans? Are they green? They're green. They are green. Oh, yeah. okay. That's probably why. So everyone's just confused. They're yeah. probably the most famous green Spartan, I would say. Yeah. We probably just stole it. I don't, but, I mean, it was a long time ago. I know our school is like 40 plus years old. I'm sure South Torrance is older, maybe. Yeah, very old. Who knows, who knows how, you know, how popular Michigan was in Southern California, but. <laughs> popular enough. Someone was from the East Coast or something. 
I definitely know the answer to this next question, but I'm excited for you to share with the world. Who is your favorite NFL team and why? I mean, I'm wearing the shirt right now. So. Oh, God, another one? There, there <laughs> is two of us. And I'm, this is the last connection we have, I swear. And, and I'm not just being a homer uh, right. for, for Johnny, but it's <laughs> a weird story. Um, obviously, 90s LA kid, no, not, no team, right? No home team. Everyone left us. Um, I was actually like an immigrant, so I didn't really know anything about football. And my mom didn't know anything about sports. But I had this American family neighbor um, that was super into football, and he was from Colorado. So that was like the John Elway heyday, like him always watching football and like teaching me about it. So I got super into the Broncos. I didn't really have a favorite team. And then one day someone asked me who my favorite team was, and I couldn't think of anything. And I was just, okay, I guess I like the Broncos. That's the only team I know. So the Broncos. Well, that's I nice and wholesome. The, I don't think I've said <laughs> yeah. this in the podcast, but uh, let's ride. Oh, God. Let's ride. Uh-huh. Both show. Like, it's it's been crazy because, like, I've been a casual fan, you know, and, like, not super into it because, you know, like I said, like, I wasn't brought up with it too much. But, like, it's cool. I seem like we had Elway and then we got Peyton. Yeah. And now we got Russell. So it's like, you know, it's been a rough ride, you know, but <laughs> let's still ride, you know, but still, like, it's it's cool, like, having these little blips of highlights, you know, coming through. So hopefully Russell pulls through. As yeah. you say, is this season really a highlight? <laughs> I mean, on paper, it should have been right, but it's just, it's just on a paper. T- it's, it's a tough NFL season, right? Like, who thought the Packers would be terrible to watch? Um, you know, the Broncos being terrible to watch. Um, I'm sure I can name other teams. The the Rams being terrible to watch, right? And it's just like all exactly on paper, all these really good teams. You know, you would think really good quarterbacks, and it's been rough. And I, I know. The Bronco thing has been a lot of injuries and new coaching staff, Russell being new to the system and everything. Um, but it, it's been it's been exciting to see like you know someone like that enter the community and he's he's really I believe a genuinely good person and he has seven years he'll he'll eventually do something but you know this year is just like let's just wrap it up let's get healthy let's uh kind of like Fred's team let's move on to next year <laughs> <laughs> yeah I need to start just building for next year basically. That's fair. <laughs> so how many fantasy teams do you have this season? And do you have any championship wins? This is my only team of the season right now. Um, I played a couple. I played one out of the team last season. And then it is just too much to manage. I just don't like having to do all that work because, you know, I'm not getting paid for it. So <laughs> um, I just stuck with this one because, you know, Johnny's my friend. And uh, the other, other league was like not really my friends, just kind of people I knew. So stuck with this one. Uh, no championship wins. Last year came close with uh, Final Dynasty. Um, came in second place basically, but this year is far from that. You're you're, com- you're coming <laughs> off your best season ever here, right? You you've always been pretty good. I think you made the playoffs a couple times, maybe prior to that. Yesterday yeah. or yesterday, last year you made the championships. Um, top of my head, I don't remember if it was a particularly close game. Um, but you've your team. I've always been jealous of your team. I've always wanted your team. You you had Mahomes for you know three or four years. Alvin Kamara, you've had for a very long time. Um, but yeah, you came off your your best season last year. So I mean, if you can put yourself back in that place, how was last year? Yeah, I basically built my team for the past few seasons off Mahomes and Kamara. I got very lucky. I drafted. I actually got Kamara 
after the draft, he was undrafted as a rookie, and I got Kareem Hunt that season too. I got had both of them, and uh, kept Kamara, and he's been doing, you know, he's been basically him and Mahomes been carrying my teams and just kind of finding the pieces around them. And last year kind of culminated to that championship game, but a lot of my guys this year got injured. Um, I lost a few keepers, and the guys that I expected to do well this season had, just have not. And I think like I had a lot of injuries and stuff like that too at the beginning of the season and just kind of never took off. Yeah. I got to start thinking about next season now. Yeah. That's definitely been the trend. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm, I'm two and eight. Kamara has been, you know, not having his best season. You know, he did obviously go off when me and you played together. So you beat me that week. That was exciting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's been, it's been a little bit of a quiet year. And then again, you had, you had an, every year you get a steal in the draft. This year was for sure. Deandre Hopkins. Yeah, that was interesting because like he was suspended for I think the first four games. It was kind of a risk taking him earlier on in the draft, I think. But you didn't actually take him that early, to be it honest. It wasn't that early, but you know, I, I thought someone else would jump on him, you know, because because of his what he can do out there. So but I thought I got pretty lucky. Obviously, the first four games, I wasn't going to get anything out of him, but now he's doing well. So he he can either help my team or I can trade him and make my team a little more well rounded. My running backs are okay. It's my wide receivers that are not doing well. Yeah, you got him in the seventh round, so it's going to be a keeper yeah. next year in the sixth round, either yeah. for you or if that's a possible trade target coming down the line. Exactly, yeah. Interesting. He's, he's playing well enough to like get a pretty good trade out of him, I think. I don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, we saw Lou make make some moves and traded um, Eckler. Definitely get, get good trade value when you have a keeper that late, so I think DeAndre Hopkins might be a good uh, good one for you. Um, but yeah, you're, you've definitely been injury ridden and you're even right in with Russell here on your team. Can't believe he's still on your team. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had him out for the last couple games, but keeping hope, you know, for the home team. Well, speaking of drafting DeAndre Hopkins in the seven, what spot did you draft overall this season in final dynasty? And tell us a little bit more about how you felt about your draft versus now. <laughs> I don't remember because I, I had planned on sitting down and like being engaged in the draft, um, but things came up. So I had to like, I was on the move and doing stuff while I was drafting. So I wasn't as focused as I wanted it to be. So I was kind of disappointed in that. Yeah. And I, like some of, I think I was like ninth or something near the end um, of the draft. Yeah. You were, you're, I just double checked. You were ninth. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it didn't go as well as I wanted to. Obviously, I wasn't paying attention all the time to it. And sometimes I just have to take the auto draft. I think Johnny kept texting me like, you're on auto pick, you're on auto pick. Thank you, Johnny. But <laughs> um, yeah, I was a little busy. So maybe that's what led to the season. Perhaps. I mean, looking back at your picks, I'm just in the draft results. You didn't, you didn't draft that badly. I mean, you definitely took a risk on Hopkins in the seventh. But I mean, you had Alan Robinson, which was, you know, a decent first round pick, I guess. Alvin Kamara, Leonard Fournette. You got Mark Andrews. Russell Wilson was expected to do well in Denver. You got Elijah Moore, you know, got hurt. Like I said, DeAndre Hopkins, Melvin Gordon, Garrett Wilson, Madison, Gesicki, Matt Ryan. You drafted the 49ers defense. You also drafted the Ravens defense. Um, but you got Rondale Moore, Wandale Robinson, Deonta Foreman. Like you had a pretty like solid team, I think, coming out of that. Yeah, they just didn't perform the way they were supposed to. 
Yeah, and that's just been yeah. this entire season. <laughs> Nobody's yeah, performing. Everyone's season. getting hurt. Like, it's been crazy. Yeah. yeah. But it's funny. You look at the back end of that draft, and it's really good. Like, you got Deontay Foreman in the last round, but you dropped him, and then he, you know, goes off after the Christian McCaffrey trade. Uh, Wandell Robinson has been pretty okay on the um, on the Giants, but you also dropped him as well. You just got to yeah, trust your players a little a little longer. Yeah, I didn't realize uh, yeah. that you dropped that you dropped him because I have him right now, and that means he is like a sixteenth round pick for me now. Yeah, <laughs> so that's yeah. super exciting. I wasn't. I don't think I paid enough attention to that when I was picking people at the uh, at the beginning of the season. But yeah, some of my regrets. Thank you for reminding me. No. You're, you're quietly, <laughs> but I'm, I'm more so complimenting. You're, you're quietly very good in late round drafting, which is like the key in this league. So. You just gotta yeah. trust yourself a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on to I, your players. <laughs> I I like read, you know, a little bit too much, I think, and then I I try to I like convince my way out of things sometimes, and that's that was one of those cases because I I like I said I don't I don't get to watch enough football to like make my judgments based on what I see on the field, so I rely on a lot of you know articles and stats and stuff like that. So you brought it up already, but what is your current record here in Final Dynasty? Two and eight. I think it's like it, it's fitting that my logo is the Lakers because just the, <laughs> oh. I, think, I think we started. I think the Lakers started at two and eight two this season. Mm. So, so are you saying it's your fault of the Lakers' success? If you if you had been better in, <laughs> in fantasy, uh, would the Lakers be doing better as well? I don't know if I can correlate the two, but it's definitely you know seems like it. Well, I'm so sorry. I feel like we never got the hype train going for you the way we did for Jay and Adrian and That's Adrian okay. took over that train. I did. Yeah, it's fine. You know, maybe I need the curse, you know. <laughs> there it is. You're right. It's because the crispy curse. The crispy curse. You were like hanging out like you, you they I think they got wins after you did. You were I'm looking back. You were one in four and they must have been worse than that. Yeah. And so we're, we're trying to get them to get their first wins, and then it quietly <laughs> yeah. overtook you. But you're only one game behind both uh, Jay and Adrian. So um... I remember during those podcasts, I was listening, and I was like, hey, I don't have any wins either. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to be careful awesome. next season. We'll have to share the wealth some more. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But I mean, us... it, yeah, you guys are like three and seven and two and eight, but like the rest of the it's really not that far behind because the rest of the league is so tight. So like this whole playoffs right now, getting closer to the playoffs would be even crazier than it already is. Yeah. I just, you know, I know you're trying to make me feel better, but you know, you're right. You know, that's, it's been a weird season. I've been looking at the other teams and you know, there's definitely like, I, I don't, I don't know if it's a fact, but just from my see what I see, like the scores aren't as high this season. Yeah, no. Um, in general, the NFL is down, I think, uh, over a decade in terms of scoring. And so that oh, is going to mm-hmm. correlate somewhat to fantasy as well. So family, I mean, we yeah, we've had definitely low scoring weeks. So it's, it's, it's for sure been a weird one. It was like the least amount of touchdowns within like the first few weeks, I think. Yeah, which goes back to my theory of good defense. But that's that's another t- I've spoken enough about that. Um, Mm -hmm. But so it sounds like you're rebuilding for next year. Might make some moves. That's fine. Um, Don't forget, though, that like uh, once we get into the playoffs, there is like we have that toilet bowl, right? Um, The whoever scores best in the toilet or whoever has the best standing in the toilet bowl is going to get a higher draft pick. 
So, you know, it, there is some rebuilding now, but there's still some value in having, you know, a, a good strong end of your season to set you up for next year. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to next year. Well, you have a good intuition in your in your picks. So I think regardless of where you sit in the draft order, because you did draft a little bit later, like more in the middle. And I tend to feel like drafting in the middle is a little bit harder. Um, so you got good instincts. So I think you'll be fine no matter where you land. Okay. Well, I'll trust my instincts next year. Yeah, just hold on to players just a little bit longer. Just a little bit. All right. But our, our fun question. Not that the other, our other ones weren't fun, but everyone loves talking <laughs> about food. What oh, is yeah. your <laughs> what's your go-to Sunday football treat, food, snack, drink, whatever it is, and what are you bringing to our final dynasty meetup? Mm, okay. Um, I mean, I think the standard nachos and wings are kind of my go-to. I love wings, uh, but sometimes if I if I'm not lazy, I'll smoke up some ribs. So that's Ooh. like. If we if I brought something, that's probably what I'd bring. Stay up all okay. night for you guys and smoke some ribs. Oh, nice. We'll for sure take some ribs. Uh, are, do you want to be a judge in the uh, buffalo chicken contest that we apparently have going on as well? <laughs> What's this contest? The, buffalo I chicken dip. It was yeah. It was Jay and PJ, PJ. both want to bring buffalo chicken dip, and so we need some judges for the buffalo chicken dip. Doing a t- taste test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dip yeah, off. definitely. Dip off. <laughs> That doesn't sound right, but I mean, it, it depends how you say it. You know, you can get really aggressive <laughs> with it, and might, people might take it, take offense, as they say. Yeah, sounds good. I mean, I love buffalo chicken dip, so the more. Ooh, the, the so better. we got a potential connoisseur checking checking this out. So I just had legit. it for the first time this past weekend, and I didn't realize how amazing it was. Oh, you're prepping for the for the contest then? I didn't mean. I mean, I didn't plan it. <laughs> All right, Fred. Well, thanks so much for being with us. But we do, as always, leave our guests with one last thing to say. You have the soapbox um, to the world, literally, and the rest of the league. What would you like to say to everybody? Oh, man. Um, I didn't prepare anything. I know the only real person I know is Johnny. Um, and I, everyone else, is, we kind of just know each other through the, the league. So thanks. You know, I kind of appreciate you guys taking me in and letting me be part of the group. and not being too hard on me in the group chat. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's been fun. So I'll keep going as, as long as you guys let me. You say that, or but that's because you haven't actually checked the chat and see all the trash talk that goes <laughs> against you. <laughs> so much. That's true. That's true. Awesome, Fred. Well, again, thanks for thanks for being with us. Always, always nice to have a guest. Nice to see your face. Hopefully we'll see you soon. And looking forward to uh, potentially maybe some smoked ribs. I yeah. When, when's that going to be? we don't know tbd i think is, is i feel like this is a fantasy party like we're just like uh, okay. drafting items but you know we do really want it to come to fruition but we'll talk about it later we'll, we'll get there we'll make it happen <laughs> sounds good all right fred have a good night sir thanks guys have a good one thank bye. you bye bye all right well fred's gone i miss him already he's a kind soul you know that also means that we're almost done with uh, our interviews yeah i think we only have two more guests left two more guests so if you have been patiently waiting in the wings we haven't forgotten about you but i know uh, this has been strategic it has been strategic we'll talk about it once they they finally reach the pod but you'll be hearing from our last two interviewees in the near future yeah 
But let's go ahead and talk about week 10 and this crazy landscape that we currently have right now. I hate it. <laughs> 10 weeks in, who would have thought it would have been that it'd be as tight as it is? For some. For others, they're just screwing on by. Well, we have our fearless leader. You know, we've talked several times. She's been rattled with injuries and we think this is the one that's going to take her out. Nope. This next one's the one that's going to take her out. But no. Lynn at eight and two, a full two games ahead of her spouse, Castro, at six and four. Yeah, I'm literally that genie gif of rooting for Jafar. <laughs> Yay, Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> Not that Lynn is a villain here, but sort of feel like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she came off so strong again after her, her big win last season, but still, still keeping strong after. Despite all adversity her team has been facing. Yeah, I mean, you got you got to respect it, but you don't got to like it. <laughs> so before we get into the rest of the, the playoff scenarios right now, I just want to recap uh, Lou's picks of the week. He did a really good job. Yeah, thanks, Lou. I got <laughs> Lou cursed. Ooh, the Lou curse. <laughs> It can't be the same as the crispy curse. It needs to sound similar. Um, so out of the six picks that he had given us, he did not hit all of them, but he did hit four of them. And ironically, the two that he did not hit were the ones that he called his upset picks. And they sure did not upset. But yeah, great job, Lou. I uh, didn't hit him six for six, so I can't promise you this reoccurring segment, but uh, we'll keep it on. We'll keep it for, up for discussion. I'm sure it'll it'll repeat in like a week. <laughs> All right, so let's take a look at this the, the playoff scenarios. You want to guide us through this? Sure. So this is everyone who's in spots two through five. Our current order is Castro, Chris, Arthur, and myself. All at 6-4. We are all currently in a playoff spot for now. It's very tight. It's very tight. I dropped from second to fifth um because one week yeah from in one week i think all these people above me have all beat me <laughs> so uh yeah i mean it's it's a it's a tight run for for the playoffs this season unless your name is lynn so <laughs> it's very exciting um still in it but also fighting for that kind of last spot i think right now is Lou, Rox, PJ, and yourself, all at five and five. Got you at the end of six and four. Got me at the end of five and five. Six. <laughs> <laughs> and what's crazy, I mean, Lou already mentioned this in the chat, but he's our points leader, and he's sitting in the sixth spot. Yeah, he's just had some um, harder matchups, I think, that where he's lost, even though in some of his other matchups he's um scoring pretty high and still kind of losing i think i'm a i'm at the bottom of the six and four not just for who's beaten me but also i think for points just because my team hasn't always performed the best so i'm pretty low on points too so i'm only doing well and up there fighting uh because of my record so it's crazy these 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 next few weeks i think we're going to see a lot of bouncing around between second and ninth and who who makes it to the playoffs second and ninth that's such a crazy thought yeah unfortunately at the very bottom 
we have Adrian, Jay, and Fred. So still a little battle there at the bottom. Three and seven, three and seven, two and eight. Uh, we talked about it with Fred during his interview. Um, there's still that toilet bowl at the end. So um, even though you know playoffs might be just a bit out of reach for them, uh, you still want to make sure you have a, a good team going into that that playoff spot, the little loser playoff, I guess, for lack of better terms, because that's going to help you get a higher draft pick for next year. Yeah, that's definitely true. Although considering Lynn drafted, yeah, I think she she drafted like she drafted pretty late. Um, I think it was like eighth, and I mean she's killing it. Well, it feels really good to have a strong draft position. I think like any you can you you can do it in at any spot in the draft. It seems mostly because our our league is keeper and it like really changes it up and stuff. So I don't know. I even if somebody who comes in dead last this next season, I think for the draft, they could still turn it around. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. But as always, we still had our top leaders for this week. Um, Arthur came in first with 171.04 points. Huge week for Arthur. Yeah, that is ginormous considering what our worst performance was and we'll get there in a second coming in second was lou with 147.7 which is a huge drop off from arthur's points and in third and yet first overall was lynn with 143.18 points i don't want to talk about what i did this week (laughs) (laughs) well you weren't our worst performer so we know arthur was the best um but unfortunately our recent interviewee guest, Jay. The doctor. You know, <laughs> the doctor had that big trade. We knew that was going to affect this team. He had a whopping 76.7. Yeah, that's almost 100 points between the best performance and the worst performance. That That's huge. That's a huge <laughs> span of points. Yeah, sure is. I don't want to say I'm afraid of Arthur, but I'm a little afraid. <laughs> so johnny yes this is actually my like favorite segment of this i'm glad that this is actually happening concurrently with our own link <laughs> because it is very interesting now survivor league had its eighth elimination eighth elimination we are halfway done with the survivor league there's only eight teams that's I don't even, I don't think I've ever even played in a team <laughs> fantasy league before. I think the smallest amount I've ever played in is 10. These teams must be crazy. It's crazy. And we have, or I, I can't even say we, because I'm not officially a part of it anymore. We There's three people on the bench only. So yeah, the I'll go over some current available people here in a second. But yeah, we had our eighth elimination. Uh, unfortunately... My good friend DZ is eliminated. Uh, he and Lou had, you know, a little bit of a bond going on this season. Oh. Uh, DZ was bummed to see Lou go. Uh, he got a shout out from Lou when uh, he was on the pod as well. So bummed to see DZ go. He was in District 3. Ooh. So District 3 is now gone. Um, his brother was also in the league as well. His brother was in district four and he was our first elimination. So 
he might have been trying to, you know, have some vengeance on the early loss for his brother, but didn't quite make it. Oh, that's super sad. <laughs> so some notable players hitting waivers now that were on his team. Justin Herbert, who, you know, didn't have the greatest game up in San Francisco. Austin Eckler as well. That was his first round pick. Dalvin Cook was someone he picked up on waivers, but this is where his roster really did, did fall apart, or at least let him down this past week. Juju Smith-Schuster with five points. A.J. Brown, he had him on Monday night, and that could have been you know what set him over. We know the Eagles did not have a great game. Nope. A.J. Brown had 1.7 points. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, Kyle Pitts with 4.8, and then he had Kareem Hunt. 2.9 points from Kareem Hunt. Young Way Koo, one point from his kicker, Young Way Koo. He's been, it's been a rough go for, for Koo re- recently. Don't know what's going on there. So, yeah, he really had five players that severely underperformed. Five players. And so that gave him a total of 71 points. The next person had. 87 points so it was 16 points which doesn't sound that close but again with five underperforming players it's a tough loss tough loss for sure i mean i hope the remaining eight are looking at these players that are kind of consistently and not even kind of like pretty consistently not performing and we'll just leave them on the waivers stop Picking up Dalvin Cook. No, Dalvin Cook had 20-some points last yeah, week. Yeah, but though. how often Dalvin does that happen? Not, <laughs> it's, you know, you're not wrong, but I'm just saying, you're, you're right. I, like, you really need to go back and look at everyone who's been eliminated since Dalvin Cook first hit waivers. How many of them had, Dal- had picked up Dalvin Cook to then lose? Yeah, I think Dalvin might be on his fourth team now. Uh, looking at the waiver pickups... Dalvin has been picked up. <laughs> I'd be curious to see if Dalvin um get hits waivers again. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna call that one. I'm gonna see what happens, but I'm gonna say that whoever picked up Dalvin Cook is gonna be eliminated next week. Yeah, Dalvin is on his fourth team. Um so just run run down some quick um top flex options available here in the Survivor League. There's Devin Singletary. Tyler Boyd, Cordell Patterson, Adam Thieland, um, Alan Lazard, Zeke is available, Christian Watson, Cream Hunt, just to name a few. Those are just the flex players, but uh, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be every, I mean, we say this every week, it's going to be wild for the rest of the season, but we still have in both leagues, Castro riding strong there, Chris and his son Nick, and our very own adrian still hanging in in the survivor league so out of the eight remaining teams three of them are in both of the leagues and plus nick nick will be an honorary member of the league so that's half of the league i'm curious is there uh anybody who has been kind of consistently at the top or is that like a secret uh no it's not a secret i mean the, the best way that i would see that is through the points that they've scored this season what's funny actually the points leader was the person who was almost eliminated this past week. She was on, she had 81 points. I was convinced that she was going to get eliminated, but again, DZ had those five players that underperformed, so she survived, but she is the highest scoring player. Next is Castro, 
Next is Chris. Our final dynasty friends are are holding strong. Very proud of you guys. Keep it up and don't pick up Dalvin Cook. Just don't do it. It's not worth it. <laughs> Wonder if Aaron Rodgers is available. Oh my god. I can't believe you pl- you're still playing him. <laughs> I had to this week because Trevor Lawrence is on by. <laughs> Why don't you have another quarterback? Because you don't need a third quarterback. So then drop Aaron Rodgers. I, I was ready to, but I still had this one buy that I had to deal with. Oh Let's God. move on. <laughs> okay. I don't want to talk about this week. This week is a wash. That's fair. We can move on to week 11. Week 12. I'm done with week 11. It's a, I'm going to lose already. Okay. Well, we're in week 11. <laughs> so waiver pickups in our league. Dalvin Cook is not being picked up because he's still sitting on somebody's team. But we had a few big picks. Well, not big picks, but multiple claims going out for some people. Uh, I think the top pick this week was Darius Slayton, who had four claims, ultimately went to Adrian, uh, which is... This is my favorite fact, that Darius Slayton has belonged to Lou twice, has belonged to Arthur once, and now goes on Adrian's team. This season? This season, <laughs> Lou dropped him and picked him up and just had him twice. And then Arthur got him and now Adrian gets him. So Darius Slayton, maybe hot commodity. And three other people wanted him because those four claims for Darius Slayton. Well, he's been getting a lot of attention on that team. I don't really know what's going on because they have good players, other good receivers. So what's going on there in New York? I don't know. I want to I know what's going on with Lou. It's like a like a ex that he can't get rid of and then goes back to and now he's... <laughs> on some other team don't take him back Lou don't take him back um but we did have a couple of other top picks I don't really understand why but commander's defense got two claims it's gonna go to rocks we'll see I don't who are the commanders playing this week the Texans this week that's why so I understand better why Roxanne and whoever else was going for the commanders since they're playing the Texans and also weirdly two claims for Robbie Gould uh, but it's going to Fred Lots of action happening outside of matches this week. Besides just waiver pickups, we've got lots of trades, <laughs> like you mentioned. The trade deadline is the end of this week. So everyone is, well, maybe not everybody, Lynn, but most people are freaking out. <laughs> Me being one of them. <laughs> I'm not freaking out. I don't know what you're talking about. You had a trade go through. Yeah, I'm not freaking out, though. You want to make this playoff happen. I'm just making moves. Whether it's for this year, whether for next year, I'm making moves. All right. All right. That's fair. Well, you had a trade go through with Arthur. You are sent over Devontae Adams. Shocker. And a 14th and 15th round pick. And you are getting from Arthur Isaiah McKenzie, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and a 7th round pick. What were your thoughts when you saw that trade go through? It wasn't anybody that I was at all targeting. Um, I wasn't surprised to see Devontae Adams go to Arthur's team. It was more like, okay, yeah, it finally happened. (laughs) I don't think it was as exciting and or shocking (laughs) as my trade today. Let's talk about your trade. We don't have to talk about my trade. Mind your business. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I traded for Derrick Henry. I'm not going crazy, but I'm trying to solidify. (laughs) You're trying to convince yourself or the rest of us? (laughs) The rest of you guys. Maybe mostly just you. No, I'm just trying to solidify myself in these playoffs and 
hopefully take myself to the end. I don't think I've ever made it to the championship game in this league. Um, I would love I would love to do it this season. I would love for a non-repeater to win. <laughs> Let's get everyone a, a championship win before anybody repeats. It's going to be my motto. For, <laughs> for Me and Chris are definitely against that. Yeah, well, I don't care. But yeah, no, I traded for Derek Henry and a 14th round pick from Adrian. And I sent Adrian, AJ Dillon, and a third round pick. So uh, give us a little behind the scenes on this trade, I guess. The people want to know. So um, you sounds like you wanted Derek Henry. Yes. You offered AJ Dillon. Yes. Did you also offer your third right off the bat? No, that was a negotiated pick interesting interesting so still feeling good about giving away a third round pick i i do actually i you know i i thought it through discussed it with a couple of people who i usually just discuss random fantasy stuff with and kind of looking at who i i mean this is intense it's intense being in this league and like actually being in this league and like paying attention to all of it and like knowing the rules and like figuring out how the hell these picks work um and the, the how our keepers work um yeah it was i took a look at who i drafted where this last season who i'd be keeping when i kept past players and i think i'll be okay i ha- i already have like a, an idea of what i'm going to do at the draft next season the goal wow. the goal this year is to stick to that plan and not freak out like i did this season yeah i think i'll be and okay not pick dk metcalf in the third no i won't be picking up dk metcalf in the third i mean i could keep him if i wanted to but my point is you don't have a third round draft pick i know i don't have a third round draft pick one two four that's 20 something players in between that that's depending on where you draft yeah i know thanks <laughs> insert bold bold strategy cotton gif here well if whatever <laughs> Hey, there's some there's some late round gems. I mean, if I can win this season and, you know, and I am out of it already next season, I'll, I'll, I'll take the win. I'll, I'll, I'll be the Rams. I, I'll be fine with that. I'll be the Rams. <laughs> I like it. Well, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, we also have a, another trade pending. When I got the notification, I was convinced it was you doing another trade, but it looks like it's not. Um, not but yet. looks like um, Arthur is going to be picking up Tyler Lockett and George Kittle. And Jay's 15th round draft pick. And Arthur's going to be trading away to Jay, Raheem Mostert, and David Njoku. Yeah, this is an, uh, an interesting one. I will admit that there were conversations with Jay about multiple players. Jay is a very good friend and believes in me, I, I think. <laughs> Are you saying he doesn't believe in Arthur? Well, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he does. But I think there was more for Jay to benefit from Arthur's team for them both to benefit. And uh, I don't think Jay saw that in any any sort of trade that we would make, which I respect. I can respect that. Uh, trying to keep trades fair, trying to keep it even, um, especially when, you know, we as players who are playoff contenders, I think Arthur had more to benefit from Jay's trade than I than I would have. Yeah, the craziest piece in this is, I think, Raheem Mostert. Um, he was a longtime keeper for you. You've kept him at least twice. You 
in 2020, he was your 10th round keeper. In 2021, he was your 8th round keeper. And you let him go to waivers this year. Yeah, I didn't think he was going to be as good as he was. Yeah. and <laughs> has been. None of us did. I mean, he's been... No, he's been pretty good, actually. None of us have thought that because Arthur was able to pick him up in the 17th at the draft. So that means Jay gets to keep him next year in the 16th round. So that was kind of the biggest piece because looking at it, you know, face value, I see that Arthur's getting a lot. But then when I saw that Raheem Mostert as a longtime keep, that could be a big deal. And Joku would be a 12th round pick and used to be on Jay's team, actually. So Jay, Jay fought to get him back, I guess. Well, Jay actually started the season with him and dropped him. Yeah. And is now getting him. Yeah, to pay his 15th round pick to try to get him back, I guess. Hey, it's it's rough out here. I mean, I think especially, you know, when you're also rebuilding your team and looking ahead that you realize maybe you did some drops prematurely, like we talked about with Fred, drafting people late, and you don't feel like you can hold on to them and trust them early on because they're not performing and then you realize oh wait no they're actually worth holding on to good for jay hopefully he has a better season next year yeah so on that note this is going to be the final pod reminder that this is the end of the trade deadline but with that that's also the end of the free agent keeper deadline so after monday's game if you pick up any players off of waivers your free agents you cannot keep them next season. Whoever is on your team after the end of Monday night, those are the only players that potentially could be kept, obviously depending on the other their rounds they are and all that, right? But no other players that you pick up after Monday night can be kept next year. Good to know. Actually, I think I have too many like options for next year. <laughs> Win or lose, I'm like, there's too many. But to that point, I mean, scour the free agents... You know, prior to, to Monday night, and if there's anyone out there you want to keep, just, you know, pick them up. I kind of did some soul searching and tried to look for some stuff. I, I didn't find anything for myself, <laughs> but, you know, you, you're you essentially, you're more, more or less, you're going to, you can draft them right now, essentially. Yeah, that's a good point. That's actually a really good way of looking at it is kind of drafting early. That's, uh, I think that's a uh, something for Fred, Jay, and Adrian to keep in mind. But we are still in this season. We have some matchups that we need to get through, starting with you, Johnny. Well, I don't know if you want to start with you, but we're going to start with you. Here's the thing. You... <laughs> I'm in ninth place, five and five. I was excited. I was excited. I'm, I'm one game away technically from the playoffs, depending on everything falls off. I felt this momentum building, right? You know, I did have a very slow start to the season. I've crawled my way up to a 50-50 record, right? And I see my matchup for this week, and I'm against Chris. Chris has made some moves. Chris's team is clearly one of the better ones here in the league. But, you know, I'm still feeling yeah. good about it. And then I check my team and I see half of them on by. <laughs> this is the worst time. I'm about to, to quote last week's pod, make my playoff push. And I'm against Chris with half my team on by. I can't do it. I know. I mean, I feel it. That's how I felt last week playing against Chris. Um, and I dropped a fifth <laughs> from second from that loss. Needless to say, Chris is projected to win. A 61% chance to win to your 39% chance to win. So you're saying there's a chance. I have the lowest percentage of everyone right now. 
I mean, we've seen cra- some crazy things happen. Yeah, you're not wrong. Despite it all, despite how strong of a team Chris does have, he had a rough go this past week too. And he recognized that. And I can say that because we talked about it. Um, he, you know, he felt like we were both having crappy weeks. And I said, yep, but mine's crappier. Um, so I ultimately lost. And this is what happens. Who knows? I, I I don't think you can ever feel too comfortable. I mean, looking at the next matchup, I'm going against Jay, who is, you know, throwing in the towel for the most part. He's rebuilding. We call it a rebuild. All right. He's rebuilding now. He's transitioned into his rebuild segment of the season. I am projected to win with a 59% chance to win. It's close. I mean, he's projected to win with a 41% chance. Like I, and, and that's me adding Derrick Henry. Like I don't feel too cushiony again. I don't have Tyree Kill or DK Metcalf this week. So I, I really cannot afford to lose another week. So all of these matchups are super tight. Even if you're playing players who, you know, are already in their rebuilding phase, it wouldn't lose all hope yet. This one, I think I'm calling it the game of the week. We have, this is the only one that has two teams with the same record, surprisingly. But we have Castro at 6-4 and four against Arthur at 6-4. and four. And the projection's tight, too. So Castro is currently projected to lose 49% to Arthur's 51%. Yeah, that's going to be a pretty good one to watch. It's it's hard to say who's going to land where if depending on who wins and who loses. So again, next week we're going to have like another little shakeup of the rankings um depending on the wins and losses. So all of these are like super tight and it's really hard to say which how they're going to go one way or the other, but it's always like I feel like we we always say this. We always like the the head to head matchups with the same record. That's always the most um with the most implications to them because they directly affect the top players. So that's a that's a good one to watch. Next matchup is Fred and Lou. Fred, as he mentioned earlier, has a two and eight record. Lou is five and five, like yourself. Lou's projected to win with a fifty three percent chance to win, but Fred is close on his heels with 47% chance. So, I mean, we're making these moves and we're trading away players and people are still like very close matchups with with players with, you know, much better records. Um, I feel like I'm just going to repeat this for everybody, but fair to say Fred is out of it and he's also admitted he's rebuilding. But it's a big deal for Lou if Lou loses this. So we do have uh, the next two, I think, are spoiler territory over here. So we have Adrian. At three and seven against Rocks, who's five and five, right? I I personally need the five and fives to go down this week. Um, Adrian is projected currently to win fifty three percent to Rocks is forty seven percent. So, um, how's that hype train going? I mean, Adrian seems to definitely be the one taking the most advantage of it. Whether or not he is always winning, he can't win them all, but. We'll see if he's still conductor. For my sake, I hope he is because I cannot afford Jay to be the conductor of that train this week. <laughs> <laughs> and then last, we have our leader, Lynn, eight and two. She's against PJ, five and five, right? So this week, rooting for Lynn. Um, hopefully, she takes out in PJ. If PJ and Rocks lose, I might be able to jump up two spots. Yeah, I mean, if PJ, Rocks, and Lou lose that's that's huge for you 
Well, lose projected to win, so I'm not I'm not banking on that one. But yeah, you're right. They can all all three of them lose, and I win. Then that would put me in sixth. If I lose and get some more points uh, off the rest of them, I can still move up as well. So, yeah, you're right. Definitely shouldn't be thrown in the towel by any means. Um, but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a good one. Always love to hear when I'm right. Don't we all? So before we go, just want to give you guys a heads up. Uh, we'd mentioned already that next week's the holidays. I'm sure you guys are all aware. We still want to get a pod out next week, but it's going to be difficult. Uh, I'm going to be traveling again. There's Thanksgiving festivities, so uh, let someone let Adrian know so he can listen to the pod. It'll probably be shorter than the more recent ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like cliff notes. <laughs> yeah. Well, so we're going to shoot to do a cliff note version of the pod. Just, yeah, just not as thorough as, as our normal episodes. Yeah. If, if there's new segments or segments missing, that's why. <laughs> Yeah, we uh, might do some on-location recording while I'm away. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I guess it's like the next two weeks are going to be a little wonky. The next, Yeah, that's true. The next two weeks might be a little wonky. So, um, yeah, just hang out with us. We'll, we'll, we're going to do our best to still give you guys something for your listening pleasures. You can't complain. <laughs> no complainers. Just sit back, enjoy, plug in. No complainers. We're going to start charging more than we already do. Free nine, free One 99. whole penny. Uh, <laughs> uh, but thanks guys as always for hanging out with us like comment subscribe tell a friend tell two friends tell all your tell friends all your friends <laughs> um, find <laughs> us on twitter especially gunther find us on twitter friend we want to hear from you at noka underscore pod that's all i got i um, mean how long is twitter gonna be around <laughs> um well we're we're getting a blue check mark from Lou, so we should be we should be around for a while. Alright, cool, cool. <laughs> Alright, well I am Johnny. And I'm Crispy. Good luck to everyone in week eleven, unless you're playing one of us. In which case we hope you lose. Bye everybody. Bye.